Hello everyone, this is Steven Broken Cortez and you've entered the Why the F Not podcast episode 16. Is it 16? It's 16. Okay, it's 16. Have fun, y'all. Enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome back, y'all. Episode 16. Did I start recording too soon? Maybe. My coffee's not ready yet, so I might have started recording too soon. Ooh, I may have regretted. <clears throat> may have regretted making this morning show now, only because I got gunk in my throat. I got mocos in my throat. Hermanos y mis, mis hermanos y hermanas, tengo mocos. Oh, well, good morning. Did I put a coffee yet? We got a French press here. You know what I mean? Y'all know what a French press is? Google it. So we're going to press it down and get that coffee ready. Mm. This is part of the show. You're getting everything, y'all. You're getting the full Steve Brogan Cortez experience. <coughs> spit that out um hey y'all let's pour this coffee real quick because woof i got some thoughts in my head okay so you know how it goes y'all want to sit down together talk just uh converse be one with the mic be one with the audience steven Anyways, y'all, here we are. Here we are. Good morning. What are we gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about I don't even know, man. First thing that comes up to my head is racism. Yeah, only because Facebook. Yo, Facebook. Facebook. Have y'all seen Social Dilemma? I feel like I'm like the umpteenth person to mention the Social Dilemma. <clears throat> but um, let me see. Let's do that. Is that better? No, that's better. I hope that works. But the social dilemma. Social dilemma was talking about some algorithm, right? And you know what? I'm a fan of algorithms because algorithms get me the fucking videos I want to watch. Okay? It gets me the videos I want to watch, but it also brings some bullshit on my Facebook feed. Now, if you don't know what the algorithm is, let me put it into layman's terms for. No. What was it basic? what I said yesterday. Fuck, I need my coffee right now. It's too hot to drink. <laughs> cool it down, everyone. Cool my coffee down. <clears throat> but Facebook, man. Facebook is um, is a place for people to share their opinions. But you know what? Sometimes, I think, and this is my opinion, People gotta shut the fuck up about their opinion. I mean, no offense. I mean, offense if it's racist. But I mean... So, someone on Facebook posted something about... About how certain classic Disney movies have... They have warnings on them. They're like, hey, this might be a little racist. Peter Pan, for example. Yeah, 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 Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Peter Pan with, what does the red man say? You know? 
don't know about you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a little, like, a little too on the nose. I don't know. I don't know. But they have warnings on them. And then this person decides to say that, oh, people become so touchy as a society. And, and I commented, and I fucked up there. I don't know why I commented, but I was like, touchy against racism? Hell yeah. And I put like a little emoji with sunglasses on. It's like, fuck yeah, we're touchy about racism and we're going to fucking call it out every time we see it, my friend. <clears throat> and honestly, I don't even think that it's that we become touchy as a society nowadays. It's just that we become a little bit more aware of what's going on. Woke, as the kids say. You know what I mean? We've just become more aware. Like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that. Oh, shit. You know what I would think about? I think about uh, this latest SNL episode with Bill Burr. Oh my god, we were talking about this. Uh, me, and my, me and my friends were talking about this over some, uh, you know, some Call of Duty Warzone. You know, just with the boys. The boys. We got no girls on the team. Open the girls on the team. We got, we got, the, we got the boys. But we're talking about the Bill Burskit from SNL with Uncle Paulie. <laughs> like this gangster comes out of jail from after, after like I don't know, twenty years in jail. He just comes back out of out of prison and goes back to the family business. And then he starts, uh, <clears throat> he starts saying a few things that aren't uh, necessarily politically correct. You know what I mean? Saying the word, I think he said queer or something. And uh, all the boys, all like the rest of the mafia guys are like, oh, whoa, 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 Uncle Polly. Yo, we don't use that kind of language here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yo, your words, your words have power, Uncle Polly. You know what I mean? So shit right there like that that's a prime example of the older generation for some reason just like i don't know if it's that they feel like lost because they're like shit we're not racist anymore but we used to hate no no okay who do we hate now we're not hating anyone i can't hate anyone saying you can't hate anyone go hate people go hate them like the hatred you have towards someone should be because of the quality of the, 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 the quality of their character you know because of the type of person they are because of how they because how they act towards you their actions and their words should be the deciding factors as to why you may like this person or not that's what i think when you look at someone's face and you're just like I don't like you because I don't know your skin's browner than mine or I don't know your eyes or your nose your lips your your fucking hands your your fucking place between your lips and your nose that little spot right there fucking hate it because I don't know I'm racist that's what people say I'm not racist don't be clipping that y'all but um it's just it's just weird it's just weird I don't know why and it seems to be a lot of I don't know a lot of white people white people seem threatened Whenever you just say, yeah, that's racist, don't say that. They're like, oh, I'm not racist. You know, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying that's racist, what you said. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you're racist. I'm just saying, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Maybe you shouldn't discriminate someone because they're speaking a different language out in public. Out in public. Dude. Ooh, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen that video. There's this video of a, uh, of a family. It looked like they were at a diner, like a Denny's or something, right? pre-covid obviously and the mom boy's mom was speaking spanish because the fuck we're with our family we speak spanish hell yeah we're gonna speak spanish 
and some older white woman comes up to her and starts telling her to like i don't know speak english go back to your country shit like that like we speak english here it's like i don't know and then the, the son stepped in to defend his mother and then i just thought about my mom and i'm just like mm. if anyone ever ever showed any kind of disrespect to my mother like that i don't know what i what it's, i don't know what i'd say i don't know i feel like i would just scream I would just scream, just this one solid tone of a scream, just like a, <gasps> just right in their face. Because I feel like when you come up against something as fucking idiotic as racism or ignorance based off racism, you have to approach it with, with not the same amount of stupidity. You kind of have to go above and beyond when it comes to like the shit you respond with i think and by that i mean the screaming <laughs> like i'm not screaming words at them like if someone says some racist shit to me or racist 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 shit around me i honestly think i just i just scream like ah ah what every time they try to talk to me ah nah. and i'd be like mm, sorry see that's what your ignorance sounds like to me no 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 you don't you don't you don't criticize someone for what they for what language they speak in public maybe they're speaking spanish because they don't want to talk to you yeah it's pretty great maybe they're just insecure and i mean americans like it's just like white americans who only speak one language maybe they're just insecure because they're like we don't know a different language we don't know a different language they know two they're better than me they're better than me obviously it's like ego, man. Your ego is your worst enemy, dude. Get over yourself. You know what I mean? Is the coffee ready? Oh, sweet boy. Thanks, Jesus. Here we go. The first sip of the episode. Not yet. It's way too hot. I'm going to burn myself. Maybe I should have waited until the coffee's ready. I should have waited till the coffee was ready. But I didn't because I was impatient. Mm. <clears throat> So, that's how we're going to open up this episode, because it just pisses me off, man. It's a, it, 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 not really like in a, not really in like in a angry, I want to break stuff kind of way, but it's just very disheartening, dude. I had another friend, and yeah, I'll still call him a friend, but I had another friend who, because of all this Trump stuff, right, I think she's a Trump person, I don't know. But we were, she said something that was rude as fuck via a post, like a, a feed. And, and then I, I messaged her privately and I just let her, I just like, because she's a friend, I let her know, hey, your words hurt me. I know we're having a discussion of, you know, uh, politics, whether that's, you know, that Black Lives Matter. Oh, and by the way, this all started because people on Facebook post certain things, right? About say, I don't know, like I don't know if it's blue, if it's Blue Lives Matter, or if they post stuff like that, or if they post stuff about I don't know things. Uh, they post things that either mm, argue, not that they argue against. I don't even know, but anyways, they say certain shit that gets me so. That, that, that gets me so riled up that I don't let myself get overwhelmed by my emotions or you know my actions are you know in check but one thing I do is that no matter what they reply to me with I'm like you know what 
you obviously don't understand where I'm coming from. Because I'm just trying to tell you that Black Lives Matter, baby. That's all. Black Lives Matter. That's all I'm trying to say. And then they come out with all this crap about, about racism or something. That they're racist or that all lives matter because one life matter. Like, da, da, da. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That, that all lives matter shit pisses me off. And I really, I really love coming up against people who say all lives matter who are Christian and shit. Fucking love that. You want to know why? Because Jesus himself, man, Jesus is the homie that if one sheep is lost in the flock, he will focus on that sheep. Will he not? I saw this from a TikTok from a pastor. A certain pastor put this on TikTok and he was like, (laughs) it was really funny. He was saying, he's like, I got to go tend to this sheep. Okay, this one sheep's life matters. And then what are the other sheep going to say? All sheep's matter. It's like, no, I know all sheep's matter. What the fuck? But this one sheep needs help. So let's help this fellow sheep so we can shepherd them along together with us so we're all safe. Because the whole all lives matter thing is so bullshit, especially if they're against black lives matter. Because the only reason the whole black lives matter movement began was, and please someone correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe it's because as a society we haven't been showing that black lives matter maybe saying black lives matter makes you uncomfortable because I don't know you maybe you you do have some sort of innate subconscious pre-programmed conditioning of systematic racism where hey maybe if you see a black person walking on the same side of the street with you are you gonna cross the road are you? I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't. I feel more scared with white people. <laughs> white men scare me. White men are like the ultimate, the ultimate Russian roulette. You know what I mean? Not all of them. Like Bobby Lee said, there's a couple GWs out there. Good whites. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. See, we can't, we can't just take one group of, like, one person. Oh, I thought I heard something. We can't just take the actions of one person and be like, oh, the whole group is, no, the whole group. Because, like, look, the whole Blue Lives Matter movement also, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. We have held police officers to such a high esteem and respect. I think even in elementary school, when I had my fifth grade culmination ceremony, I'm pretty sure that my answer, along with plenty of other students' answers of, uh, regarding the question uh, what do you want to be when you grow up i think a lot of us said police officers a lot of us said police officers okay there's a video of this woman who i think she's a professor but she like she, she teaches you about racism she teaches you of i don't know innate again subconscious like systematic racism inside of you and one of the questions she asks is all right all the students here right? she asks raise your hand if you would trade spots with a black person in this country like would you be would you trade to choose to be a black person in this country but guess how many raised that raised their hands i think none of them if i can recall correctly i don't and then she was like oh so you're aware how hard it is to be a black person in this country you're aware of it cool like privilege is a thing it is like being like 
like I know I have privilege by just being born in this country homie I could have been born somewhere else it's way harder it's a privilege to live like it's 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 privilege right but I can't have some sort of entitlement because I live here I can't go to another country that's like my mom's country El Salvador I love visiting that place fucking beautiful mi patria fucking love it dude I do feel like a sore thumb when I'm there because I'm like a good two feet taller than everyone, but you know, fucking love it there, y'all. It's a beautiful country, very poor, beautiful country. I forgot where I was going with this. Ooh, is that coffee, right? Is that coffee, right? Hold up, is this the first sip of the episode? 16 minutes in? Hold up, hold up. Oh. <laughs> Oh, now the podcast is going to begin. Now it's starting. I'm just kidding. I'm still sleepy. This has been a great idea, making this a morning show. I keep waking up earlier and earlier. I think I'm excited to record. But then when I sit down and record, I get kind of, I get frozen mentally. Where, cause I, again, I'm Salvadoran. I like to talk. Dude, this tangent I went off on. Where did, why, why did I bring up El Salvador? Oh, when I go to that when I go to the country, I don't like go in there and be like, I'm American. Ooh, look at me. Look at me. No, 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 no. no fuck no, dude. I know where I am. You know, I check myself. But my mom says, hey, Steve, take out your watch before you go outside. I know why. Because it's a poor country. And people will rob you. Because they're desperate. So you just don't wear your jewelry outside. That's, that's, a, that's a part of their lives. Yo, by, by 1993, I think, the Salvadorian Civil War just ended. 93 I think it went on from like for a solid maybe 10 years I can check right now but I'm too lazy but these people like my mom like she like, I don't know we have it easy in this country we have it easy depending on who you are of course depending on who you are but we have it easy in this country I heard in a on the Joe Rogan experience shout out Joe Rogan experience I heard in that in that, in that one, one of the one of his, uh, his episodes, talking about, I'm probably paraphrasing. I don't know. I've heard so many episodes, but anxiety, the anxiety we feel in this nation, you know, the depression, anxiety, mental health, awareness, and all that good stuff, right? But he was saying that anxiety. I don't know if he was saying this, but what I got from an episode was that anxiety in this country that we feel could be a product that uh, could be a product of of just being too safe being too safe we don't have to worry about i don't know being attacked we don't have to worry about dying i mean if you're a black person in america that might be different you know that sentiment might be very different i saw a video of a, of a little kid saying goodbye to their father and the kid was freaked out the kid was scared the kid was scared that they weren't going to see their father when they got back yes they were they're black father black kid Come on. This Italian mother, this is, she posted a video, and this was, this was early, early in the Black Lives Matter movement, but she was uh, talking about the looting and the, and the anger that the community was feeling. And she said that 
if somebody killed my child or my brother, no, I think she's just a child, but if someone killed my child, you bet I would get every Italian I knew and I would fuck this shit up. I would burn this to the ground. Like, I think all we have to do is just be a little bit more empathetic. That people, that we're angry. We should be angry. We should be angry that people are dying merciless, merciful, merciful. Mercilessly? People are being murdered in the streets mercilessly. And because of cell phones, we can't escape it now because people can just record it and post it like that. And we're seeing it now. And we're not seeing that police are terrible. We're seeing that there are just some police officers that are just fucking horrible. Like, what are you doing? Because again... I have respect for police officers, sure, sure, sure. But I don't think all police officers have respect for people, man, because, yeah, it's a scary job. I will say that right now. Yeah, being a police officer is a scary as shit job. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen when you pull over a car. That's for sure. But are we offering police officers any help? Because it just seems like the fear they're feeling is a form of mental health. No? The anxiety... Like, maybe something happened to an officer that has instilled this deep, deep-seated fear in them that, that's just rooted within their very being and is now defining who they are as a police officer. Shouldn't that person go to maybe, I don't know, therapy? Be like, yeah, man, I'm just scared. But they're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of a ta- the taboo that comes with it. I don't know. I, I don't know. But, um fuck do I know right (sighs) gotta take take a breath gotta take that breath that coffee's kicking in I'm getting warm alright y'all that's it for now that's it for now on on that topic now let's talk about other stuff what are we gonna talk about we're gonna talk about I don't know fact that there's like 37 new iphones coming out for iphone 12 iphone 12 the 12 varieties iphone 12 all 31 flavors a lot of options for phones huh have y'all seen these phones they look pretty cool they look pretty cool i wonder i wonder what would happen like if an emp an electric magnetic pulse shot off Nationwide, worldwide, fuck it, worldwide. And all of our tech was useless. Fried, burnt, every piece of tech, every piece of tech, fried. I imagine we'd all come out of our houses and apartments and and whatnot just with just coming outside, opening the door, the, the sun just making a squint because it's so bright and you haven't seen it in a around and you notice there's people around you and then you you somehow muster up the the willpower to just get a hello out so you can communicate with this person oh man technology is great it's great 
it make us lazier? Maybe. I can't remember phone numbers anymore. I can't do that. I know like five of them. Not even five. I know maybe three phone numbers. And it's like my mom's number, my number, my mom's restaurant's number. Shit, yeah, that's it. Don't know my, my sister's phone number. Her, I don't know her phone number. Yeah, see, I'm lazy as hell. I used to be able to rattle off a phone number to like nothing back in the day. Like nothing back in the day. Remember, remember MapQuest? Remember GPSing something with just a piece of paper? I printed the directions. Here are the directions. I printed them out. And then when you leave, what do you do? You follow the directions backwards and get lost. <laughs> At least that's what happened to me, man. Oh, and now time is time for a word from our sponsor. Coffee. Have you had your coffee today? Coffee. Because coffee. So, what are we feeling? I'm feeling really balanced recording these podcasts daily now, I'll tell you that much. Really putting some structure into my day. It's nice. I gotta work out, though. I need more structure. I need more structure, but fuck, I'm lazy, dude. I like to work smart, not hard. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. I want to go back to work. Mmm. Mmm. That was a good yawn. Did you know? You yawn. Because you're out, you need air. Your body needs air. That's why it's yawning. It's like, oh, give me some air, please. The fuck, you're not breathing enough. I swear, if you just drink more water in your day, just drink a gallon of water a day, and do breathing exercises. You know, just shit. That felt good. Yo, you get a high out of it. Yo, you get a serious little high out of breathing like that. Try the dragon's breath. My um, acting on camera teacher back from CSUN, shout out Corey. Um, he taught us this uh, this breathing technique called... No, did he teach us this? No, he didn't teach us this. I'm so sorry. He taught us other stuff. I'm sorry, Corey. I love you, Corey. Shout out to Corey. I remember where I learned this. I learned this from Queer Eye. <laughs> shout out Queer Eye on Netflix. But they... Uh, what's his name? The guy from Queer Eye who looks like Jesus. Let's find out what his name is. Queer Eye. Mm, cast. Oh, Jonathan Bandes. Jonathan. Keith shared a breathing technique on the show called Dragon's Breath. You basically cover one nostril up, you breathe in through that nostril. You switch and you close the other nostril out and you breathe out through the the now open nostril and just alternate from breathing out breathing in breathing out breathing in breathing out breathing in and i'll tell you what man i don't know the science behind it i don't know the the biology behind it but your fucking nose when you breathe out of your nose only like this i'm telling you man you feel something you feel something like we need to breathe more Anxiety doesn't let us breathe enough. Is that the fucking plan? Make the society anxious and that they'll kill themselves eventually with anxiety? Without breathing? How many times have you been so anxious or worked up about something that you didn't breathe? That you're just like, oh, fuck. I didn't breathe for five minutes. I haven't been breathing. I've been shallow. Son of a bitch. 
closed? Hey, shut up. Alright. Shut up. It's, it's me with the dogs, y'all. Me and the dogs. My little guy is here sleeping because he's a he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's tired. Dude, have, y- have y'all had a dog? Have y'all ever had a dog? Do you know who your dog is? I'm only bring up dogs because I I'm like trying to search it up to waste time. There was this thing about there was a post. There was a post. It was about the things dogs teach us to help us be better people. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I'm the king of paraphrasing. But some of the things we can learn from dogs, let me see examples. Be happy to see someone when they get home. You ever see how excited your dog gets when you get home? Why can't we get like that ourselves with other people? You know, your partner comes home from work, your mom comes home from work, your dad, your brother, your sister, your fucking roommate. Someone just got home. Why not get a little excited? Why not be like, oh my god, hi. How are you? Oh my, I, I haven't seen you all day. How, how was your day? How was your day? And how many times do we ask that? How was your day? Are we so egotistical? Fuck. Anyways, ADHD aside, let me take another sip. Mm. Something else dogs teach us. A good stretch. Big puppy stretch. We can always do some stretches, y'all. You need to stretch. Keep yourselves limber, or else if you don't move, you stiffen up. Okay? That's just fact. That's reality. Okay? What else can they teach us? I don't know. Just enjoy yourself, honestly. Enjoy the little things. Enjoy the big things. Especially enjoy the little things, y'all. The little things make the big things worth it. I think. So, recently, a friend of mine, shh, printer, a friend of mine turned me on to a book, a book called, how much I paid for that? Oh my god. It's a book by J.J. Abrams, okay, J.J. Abrams and Doug Dorscht, and it's called, it's Now check it out, y'all. This is a book with a ghostwriter. Not a ghost, but a fake, fictitious writer. Because J.J. Uh, Abrams was, you know, he his name's on the cover, and he, he helped write this book. But it's an adventure book. It's a book where you're reading something, right? You're reading the story, Ship of Theseus. And while you're reading it, you are seeing on the sides of the pages uh, scribbles, people writing, right? People were writing because you, you were, you're following along on two other people reading this book and communicating with each other while reading the story. While you're reading the story. And then there's fun trinkets inside like maps and puzzles. <laughs> I feel like it sounds so lame, but it's so cool, y'all. I haven't started it yet, but it's because I'm... There's so many other things I have to finish and start that I'm like, no, I need to pay attention to this shit. I'm going to do it. But I could just do it. That's just excuses. Like this podcast. Like when I wouldn't record this podcast, that was just an excuse. 
Oh, here we are. Oh, man. So, I don't know if y'all know, but you know how I, uh, the way I end the podcast, I say, you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. So, I don't know if you know this, but this is, this is something said by Sierra Bogues, Bogues, it's B-O-G-G-E-S-S, I think. I'm going to bring her up because one of my students, shout out Zoe, she's in college, A, so proud. One of my students brought her up during one of our lessons, and I only bring it up because she's so fucking funny, dude. She was like, Sarah Bo, yes, like the word yes at the end, because she's just obsessed with her. She was like, yes, I fucking love her, she's the best. Isn't it funny when you when you're like when someone tells you I love this person, this artist, I love them, I love them, and then someone else tells you yeah they're assholes, and you're like fuck really, they're assholes? Are you sure they weren't just having a bad day? But then we I don't know it just sucks, it just sucks. Don't worry y'all, this podcast hasn't gotten to my head. Mm-mm, my head's big enough already. Okay, I don't need to get bigger. I check myself. call this episode yawn oh my god if any sponsors want to come around and sponsor this uh this podcast i am willing to be sponsored by coffee brands who i will drink your coffee every effing morning i record but for now i'm drinking oh my god i'm not ready i'm not ready sorry y'all so i'm so excited Okay, so do y'all know who August Wilson is? If you don't, please search him up. If you're a theater person, you probably know who he is. But August Wilson is, I believe I heard this, and I'm going to say it also, just because I've seen, I've seen, have I seen a play? I've seen one of his plays. I'm not as, I'm not as well knowledge with his work as I wish I was like I wish we were taught more of his work in school but I've heard people say that he's he's our modern day Shakespeare and I don't think he's alive anymore but we still have his work I let me double check when did I let me see let's double check but anyways I'm while I'm looking for this August Wilson was called our modern day Shakespeare y'all and by that is he yeah he died in 2005 okay okay oh he had a a full life a good full life 90 years old that's a beautiful life thank you for what you've done for us my friend thank you for the beautiful shit you've given us man it's fucking beautiful Mm. so august wilson modern day shakespeare why because his plays are fucking phenomenal and they're just about everyday people and we're seeing the human condition and you want to know something else black playwright telling black stories and guess what? Anyone can relate to them. Because it's good fucking writing. And good fucking stories. Oh, so anyways. The reason why I'm bringing him up. Have you seen Fences, y'all? Have you seen Fences? 
So a while back, my mentor, Janet Miller, shout out Janet Miller, she she was like, hey, son, um, I got, you know, I got these, these tickets to go see a, a screening of Fences. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay, yes. With the Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. Okay, yes. By the way, Denzel directed. Whoa. God, I fucking love that man. Anyways, we went to go see this this screening, right? And after the screening was over, and I'll check before I say this, I gotta say this. I've I've never been one to feel a certain way in front of a celebrity. Like I've I've met celebrities. You know, I used to work at a at a spa in West and uh, not in West Hollywood, in Hollywood called Rockwell Table and Stage. Shout out Rockwell. Shout out Wayne. Shout out Chris. You crazy motherfucking. I love you. Fucking love you and I miss that place. I miss it just because there's so much magic around. Oh fuck, I miss theater. Anyways. Offenses after this so I don't get really to you know I don't get giddy like I think I got a little nervous when I saw Neil Patrick Harris at Rockwell I got nervous there um, but other than that like you know I, 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 I try to just you know not even try but I, I, I want to see them as people you know I want to try and relate and not feel like I'm walking amongst gods you know what I mean so that's never been a thing for me until the end of the screening until the end the fences screening okay because i'm sitting there with my mom we just watched a great movie it was great you know tears great i love it and then they're like all right time for the talk back y'all and i'm like what what are you talking about a talk back and then the door behind me the theater doors behind me open and out walk out out comes Viola Davis, Denzel Washington, with the rest of the cast of Fences, and I'm telling you, like, the entire cast was phenomenal, but I gotta let you know, y'all, when Viola Davis and Denzel Washington were in that room, I got emotional, like, even right now, thinking back on it, I kinda wanna cry, just cause it's just, I felt like I was amongst, how can I say this, I felt like a lesser being around them because of not just their contribution to the fucking world with their craft but I don't even know man I don't even know because if you haven't seen Viola Davis's work mm, go watch it and I'm gonna say it right now why was Viola Davis nominated for a supporting supporting role she got nominated for 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 an oscar but for a supporting role now are supporting roles dictated by the number of lines you have i don't know i need someone to help me out you know what let's google this what god i'm i'm going on such a tangent i was talking about august wilson earlier i'm gonna leave this right here then so i'm gonna leave this here and i'm gonna go to this what categorizes a supporting role? A supporting role is an actor who performs a role in a play or film, that of the leading actors. A film below that of the leading actor and above that of bit part. Wait, right there, what? 
So Wikipedia is only telling me that it's just a character that's below that of the leading actors and above that of bit parts. In recognition of the important nature of this work, the theater and film, okay. See, that's, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because if you watched Fences, in my opinion, I don't think Viola Davis was a supporting character. She was a lead character. She was a lead actor in that film. She carried that fucking film with Denzel Washington. And you want to know why? I think they put her in the supporting actor category. Because if she was in a leading actor category, do you want to know who won the Oscar for lead actor in a movie? Lead female actor in a movie? You want to know who won that Oscar that year? I think it was... Was it Emma... Oh my god, I fucking forgot her name for fucking La La Land. Emma whatever for La La Land. She won lead actor in a movie from that. And and I'm just thinking, if you put Viola Davis in the leading actor category and you put her head to head with Emma Stone, Emma Stone, there you go, with Emma Stone in, in La La Land, I'm so sorry. There's Viola Davis acts well, just acts acts the shit out of that. I'm so sorry. It's it's I don't think it's a competition. Am I wrong? If you, do you think I'm wrong? I don't give a shit. Viola Davis should have been nominated for a leading actor Oscar. And she would have won. Because her performance in Fences? Holy shit. The scene where she's telling him, like, I've been by your side. You know, I've been in your shadow or something. It's just, she, I just, it's just fucking beautiful, dude. The strength in that woman's performance. Holy shit. Anyways, as you can see, I'm a Violet Davis fan. I fucking love that woman. And you want to know something? For all of those people that say she is the black male Meryl Streep, no, she's not. She's Viola fucking Davis. That's who she is. She's Viola Davis. She's not. That, she's not black Meryl Streep. She's not this or that. She's, she's Viola fucking Davis. She is a force to be reckoned with, okay? And I only say that because Viola brought that up in an interview. Where people compliment her and they're like, oh, you're like a, you're like a black Meryl Streep. And she's like, what? Because like Viola Davis, she was saying she doesn't get paid as much as, say, a white actor. She doesn't get the same treatment, recognition. That's bullshit. So that's why I'm fucking saying it right now, screaming it from my fucking podcast. Viola Davis is one of the best actors we've had. And I don't know, the last two decades? I'm so sorry like what like, I'm sure there's a like I, I I'm sorry I just she's fucking phenomenal but anyways fences they walked into the room and they sat down and I got emotional I listened I listened to Denzel explain and god damn it what a charismatic man he is yet I wish I saw him do fences live on Broadway the Broadway brain fart sorry y'all here we go i'm back so before i get on to why i'm freaking out more about august wilson i wanted to share that viola davis shared one of the most impactful acting advices i've ever heard i was like is this a workshop right now wow i should be taking notes but there was a scene there was a scene in the movie 
the scene I mentioned earlier where she talks about how she's been by his side, Denzel's character, she's been by his side, and, and she's crying in this scene, it's emotional, and it's big, and it's just funny, because she was, you know, a lot of actors, a lot of my friends, you know, we, we all talk about, you know, the differences between stage acting and camera acting, right, and we all have this preconception that if we're on camera, it's got to be small, you know, the camera's going to pick it up, got to be small, if you're on stage, you got to be bigger, got to be bigger, so that you can project your emotions, you can project your, your fucking voice, right, to the back of the audience, you want to do that, so when they were filming that scene, she did a take where, because again, Denzel directed this, so Denzel, she said that, Denzel came up to her and was like, well, what, what's going on, what are you doing right there? She's like, well, I'm, I'm being small right now. You know, gotta be, it's a camera. Because I don't know if you knew this, but the cast of Fences, the film, I believe all of them, and I, I might be wrong, I don't know, I'm, again, I'm, um, but the cast of the film Fences was the same cast that performed Fences on Broadway. So these people lived this material. They lived it. But how cool to think about transitioning from stage work with stage directions to film. Because Denzel was saying how even during filming the, the movie that some people were still falling into their, into their stage blocking. People were still falling into their stage blocking. Oops, excuse me. And it's just funny because it's just... You have so much more freedom with the camera, right? You have space. The camera works around you, depending on what kind of film it is of course but anyways Denzel came up to her and was like all right I want you to show me what you think big is show me what big is show me that and do that and she did and he comes up to her after that and goes no that was good that was right that was perfect and then Viola Davis explained how she explained how sure there's big and small when it comes to stage and film there's big and small but there is no big and small when it comes to emotions, strong emotions, you know what I mean? I mean, there is big and small, but when you have, like her example was when she saw her mother get the news that her husband was dead. So Viola's father's passing, her mother getting the news that her husband is dead. And you know, she said that she saw her mother screaming and wailing and crying and and there, was, there were big emotions. Big emotions because, I mean, the fuck? Something as big as death, right? Yeah, come on. Big emotions. Big moments deserve big emotions. And a big emotional response. And so she was saying, if a moment in whatever you're doing, it feels to be big and it feels like you need to be big, then be big. And man, she's fucking up now. Okay, so... Why am I now bringing Violet Davis and August Wilson back? <laughs> well, because, my dear friends, my friend Monique Scott, shout out Monique Scott, she posted something on her Instagram story, and it is a picture of Viola Davis as Ma Rainey in August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It would be an empty world without the blues. <clears throat> And then, and then, ready y'all? 
I was still not ready for this next piece of news when I heard it. Ready? You ready? Here we go. Ready? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman is also in this film. Was this the last piece of film he worked on before he passed away? Like what a like what a gift we are left with. Because like I said before, I feel like the reason why I've become an actor is because of the fear of my mortality, right? I want to have something that immortalizes me for a lack of a better word so that I don't know like I I, I think of you know my family I think I just want to you know just a, a, a person wants to be remembered you know that's just part of it you know you can't help it you want to be remembered you don't want to be forgotten because they say a person experiences two deaths in their life the first one is when they die naturally right and the second one is when the last person who remembers you dies two deaths so that's why right now with Chadwick, like I heard, oh, I heard down the grapevine that there was a different movie. There was one more movie that Chadwick worked on before he passed away. Now, rest in peace, Chadwick, man. Wakanda, fucking, oh, king of Wakanda, king. Oh, man, like, watching videos of him, such a beautiful fucking soul, such a giving person. Like, I heard that even towards the end of his life he was still worried about other people dude he was still worried about the, the about about kids uh, about kids who were who who were who had some who had very horrible illnesses he was still trying to get back to the community trying and i don't know like like the fucking song says man why do the good die young you know what i mean horrible pieces of shit live till forever even become president wink wink People like Chadwick have to die. Uh, well, I'm very glad that. God, I'm so fucking thankful. So thankful. That we're going to be getting Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Starring Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. You know what? To be fair, I don't want to like let out anyone out. Leave out anyone else. I'm going to get the whole cast list right now. We're talking about this movie. Um, check this out, y'all. August Wilson was an American playwright called the Theater's Poet of Black America. He is best known for a series of ten plays collectively called The Century Cycle, which chronicle the experience and heritage of the African-American community in the 20th century. See, I didn't fucking know that. The Century Cycle. So I knew there was like a group of plays. Oh shit, are these it? There were a group of plays that are like his, I guess it's those ten so Fences, right? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The Piano Lesson. Oh, God, I gotta get these and read them now. <sighs> Alright, I'm, I'm distracted. We're gonna check out Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom film. We gotta see who's in this movie, please. Thank you. Alright. <sighs> I don't know, man. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. I haven't even smoked any cannabis today, dude. This, I, this is just me naturally, dude. What the fuck? Uh, Chadwick didn't have to die, man. Why do, why do you have to get I can get cancer, right? Uh, but anyways, uh, rest in power, Chadwick. Um, so Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Bosman, I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm, I'm, oh, God. Viola Davis. Taylor Page. Coleman Domingo. Glenn Turman. 
Jeremy Shamos, Michael Potts, Dusan Brown, Jonathan Coyne, Phil Nardozzi, and William Kania. This is going to be a beautiful movie, dude. And by that, I mean it's going to be powerful as fuck. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see a synopsis of this film. No. Time out. Okay. Super happy about this. Denzel Washington's producing this because I heard. I heard that Denzel did want to make. He wanted to immortalize August Wilson's plays in film. I think we're seeing that happen now, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your butts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Enjoy the show. But let's see. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Tensions rise when trailblazing blues singer Ma Rainey and her band gather at a recording studio in Chicago in 1927. That's what it is. Let's see. That was a quick little synopsis. Let's see this one. Let's see. Upcoming American, uh, American drama film directed by George C. Wolfe. Screenplay written by. Based off the play, the film centers on a. Oh fuck! Spoiler warning. Spoiler alert, y'all. The film centers on a fateful recording session of Mother of the Blues, Ma Rainey, in 1927's Chicago. It stars Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman in his final film role prior to his death. So it was his final film. Oh my god. I can't wait. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it on that. Holy shit, we almost we almost we almost did an hour, y'all. Phenomenal. Alright, y'all. We're gonna leave it on that. We'll talk more tomorrow. Alright. Take care, fam. I love you. And don't forget, you're enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. Hmm? All right, fam, take care. Bye.